The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. On the eve of our 100th episode, we are here to bring you our top five of 2018, as well as a few extra superlatives. That's a tough word to say still. <laughs> but before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or listen to... I'm sorry. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for their contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to midwestgamenerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Alex, any bumpers? For the network. So the uh, horror movie yearbook guys just did a zombie bracket. They looked at a selection of zombie movies and put them in a bracket head to head. Or zombie like movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of. I don't think they had like a strict definition, but they did have to make some choices hmm. with things. So, uh, but it's very good. You should go give it a listen. Um, and yeah, it uh, it's a great show. Check out yeah. horror movie yearbook. I listened to the Alien episode because yeah. it was a movie I have actually seen. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really good. Yeah, they're uh, they're very knowledgeable about their horror movies over on Horror Movie Yearbook. Yeah, I so. just don't watch very many horror movies. Me so neither. I don't always yeah. listen. I listen anyway because they're still quite entertaining. Just, yeah, just, I just don't uh, um, don't I, watch Bird Box. Just don't do it. <laughs> I try not to listen to too many that where I'm not familiar with the movies because I hope to see the movies at some yeah. point. Yeah. That, and I don't really like spoilers. So. That's fair. But I yeah. get that. Yeah, I like what they do. They're funny. Yeah. Cool. You guys want to get into it? Yeah. Top five? Should start- we should we start with the top five or should we start with the superlatives? I can't remember what uh, we did last year. I think we should save the top five for last. Okay. All right. All right. So we wanna, we'll save the top five and the honorable mentions. Yep. Okay. So best free game. Best free game for me is the sudoku.com app on ios i don't even know how to play sudoku <laughs> it's not it's not that complicated it's i just all, feel like all you do is write numbers in boxes and you don't really like it just like oh that yeah looks, basically yeah but like, like right every row has to have one through nine and cannot repeat every column has to have one through nine and cannot repeat and every box of nine has to have one through nine and cannot repeat Ah, okay. So the nice thing now about, I know how to play. Yeah, so you should download the Sudoku.com <laughs> app because it's free, and also they have a daily challenge every day. Are there ads? There are ads. No, I'm not interested. That's fine, but um, <laughs> I don't even know if it's on Android. What it if they're is. good targeted ads? They're not good. They uh, better be really good. Like I want to know how ta- how targeted are they? It's what if, all what that, if they're funny and they're just trying to sell you dildos all the time that, and shit like that? That's, I know that's from experience. most of my targeted ads anyway. <laughs> like that, so. might, <laughs> that might be how it works on Android. I don't know about the iOS, but anyway, they have a good daily challenge Sudoku, and I've done most of them since I downloaded the app earlier this year. Cool. And uh, it's just a fun little thing to do. It's, right like a, it's like a crossword. But yeah. Brian, did you have one or no? Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time with it, but I'm pretty impressed so far. Uh, the Magic the Gathering Arena 
game right on is definitely free to play on pc only yeah did you first pick it up after the game awards um i earlier this I think month? i i feel like i picked it up before that okay like but then I just didn't actually play it because they did have that like yeah, free promotion. Yeah, I know. Or I I missed out on the packs, but um, I feel like some parts of the interface could be a little, little better. Yeah. But, um, overall, I like how minimal the interface is, and it it just makes sense. Like it's just Magic the Gathering, you know. So yeah, right on. no bullshit. No um, other than, you know, I don't know how punishing the economy is yet. But to me, it doesn't seem that bad if you can actually win some games, which I feel like this caters mostly to people that have a strong interest in magic. Those type of card games would be more interesting to me if I could be like, I only want to play up until the cards that came out in 1999. And then it would be all the cards that I remember from when I played those games. Yeah, I I understand that, but I also feel that a lot of the new cards are so cool with some of the yeah. effects and abilities that you get For from sure. them that it's actually really worthwhile to play some of the newest stuff. It makes sense, but I just like think of all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards that I have and was very determined to get, and now they're totally useless or. Some of them are banned in like tournament play, I think. Blue eyes, white dragon. Yeah, that blue eyes, white dragon. But uh, hmm. no. Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> anyway, these new microphones make your voice sound so good. <laughs> I know this is probably the first time I've ever enjoyed listening to my own voice. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Best voice of Th- 2018. We yep. did a little upgrade here. Yeah, we did. That it was nice. Black we had to Friday buy sale. We had to buy bigger microphones so Brian's mouth sounded better. Yeah. Yeah. Pick up more of the frequencies. Yeah. Uh, my best free game is the Westworld mobile game. And that's just because I went on this like spree of playing Fallout Shelter and was obsessed. Mm-hmm. And then that came out and I played that like pretty obsessively for a little while until I realized that it's just the same old shit and I'm kind of <laughs> over it. Um, which, if I hadn't played Shel- Fallout Shelter, I probably wouldn't have been so burnt out on the Westworld game. But yeah, still love Westworld. Got season one and season two on Blu-ray for Christmas. Nice. Pretty pumped about that. Uh, so yeah, best free game. Uh, biggest letdown. Let's go to Brian first, and then come to me. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> it didn't come it, out this year, but it, I'm still hurt. <laughs> Like I still think about it and it makes me sad, <laughs> especially because I, I subscribe to EA origin or yeah, origin access premiere or whatever. Yeah. And they have all the, uh, mass effect games on there to play, which is awesome. And then I see Andromeda there and I'm like, this doesn't really belong with the rest of these games. And it makes me mad. And could, could you right click and hide it from the list <laughs> so you can just pretend it doesn't exist? Yeah, <laughs> I keep telling myself I'll bring, I'll, I'll give it a, another try at some point and try to finish it, but I just don't think I can. I don't think it's worth it. That'll that'll be the Midwest Game Nerds like game launcher. It'll have a banish command, <laughs> so you can banish games you don't want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alex, I went with the inpatient. Because okay. I was so hyped for a game in VR from the guys that made Until Dawn, the people who made Until Dawn, 
uh, and it had so much potential. And it was a game that is connected to Until Dawn, but it was just... <laughs> I'm excited to hear whatever the microphone picked up from whatever the hell just came out of Brian's mouth, but... I don't know if that was his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it came from. But anyway, um, it had a lot of potential, but unfortunately it squandered all of it, and it sucked. It's 45 minutes long, not interesting to play. You wish it were shorter. <laughs> no, I, I just wish it didn't exist. So that's you know basically why it's my biggest letdown. Uh, mine's Detroit Become Human. Um, I know, I know I, I'm pretty sure I kind of like rallied for this game a little bit when we reviewed it, but after really thinking about it, it was a game that I was kind of pumped for and it, it really let me down. Like overall, it was kind of a slog and it wasn't much of an actual game. Yeah. So it's kind of, it was more of like, it's just like an animated, you know, or like an interactive movie of sorts, which I, I know that's like, you know, David, C- David Cage's style. So but it was definitely my biggest letdown. Alex Navarro on Giant Bomb described it best when he was basically, he's like, Detroit Become Human is a game about David Cage learn, or showing you that he knows what racism is. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he said that, I laughed so hard, and I was like, God, that's perfect. So. That is perfect. Uh, best ongoing game is Rainbow Six Siege. Nobody else needs to answer. Yeah. That's the best ongoing game. Period. Yeah, so we changed we changed our best 2016 game of 2017 into best ongoing game for this year because Rainbow, well, Rainbow a, Six is killing it. I made a 2017 game of 2018. If you want to hear it, okay, yeah, let's hear let's hear um, what that is. We don't need I, to talk about Rainbow, Rainbow Six, Six anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I started and played all the way through Prey this year, and that uh, came out last year. Oh, you actually good, probably, finished Prey? Yeah, I did. Okay, that's a good. It was candidate. a really good game. Um, it it. It gets a little too crazy for my liking toward the end, but it, you just it weren't has, on enough drugs. <laughs> it, I mean, just in the fact that like you you have to play it more like an action game at the end. Yeah, uh, but um, I mean, I would assume they they expect you to be like super like souped up from all your powers and shit too at that point, uh, right? And you've got a bunch of weapons and whatever. Yeah. Like, I mean, I really appreciate the the freedom of choice and yeah. how you can play that game, and there are multiple endings too. Cool. So, or at least a couple. Um, but yeah, that game was fun, and I want to pick up that DLC at some point too because I heard it's pretty cool. But it's more like a it's a run, run based experience, yeah, yeah. run based DLC. But that could be pretty cool. Yeah, right on. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I don't think we need to say more about Rainbow Six. No, it's great. Yeah, I was, uh, year three has been pretty top notch. Yeah, I haven't bought my year four pass yet, but I probably will. Yeah, very yeah, soon. It's, I, it's cheaper on Green Man. Okay, good to know. Yeah, like fifteen percent or something. I like that. I, nice. I feel like in some ways they might be running out of operator ideas, but they're still cool. Like I've I'm starting to find new uses for the the operators that they just recently added that I didn't think would be. Yeah useful but i could see where they'd run out of ideas for the operators themselves I, I wish they would focus more on maps i think like i'd like some new maps and maybe different game modes yeah that'd be cool mm-hmm. if they added to like hostage bomb and and uh secure area with like a new way to play yeah. like an mvp mode or something you know some type of different game a new objective yeah like sure. a new objective in order to like diversify like if they if they basically came out and were like hey this time we're doing six operators and a new game mode yeah 
and like the new game mode was like pack one that came out earlier in the year and then the other operators are like ones that are more specifically tuned to that type of game mode that'd be really cool i think but um i'm really curious to what a rainbow six siege 2 would be for them if it would be a thing ever or or if they'll just kind of be like okay that was our thing and now we'll make a new ongoing tom clancy game but it won't be siege it's not going to be rainbow six maybe it'll be something else like i want to know where they go yeah where they go from here like once they kind of decide okay we either need to tech up and re-engineer from like a ground level or just what the future of that looks well with the popularity of the esports side of Rainbow Six gaining traction, I feel like their main focus will be that. Yeah. Like, promoting it and, and tuning the game. Like, Rainbow Six Siege, they're not going to make Siege 2 or anything like that. You're just going to have Rainbow Six Siege, and they're going to just keep tweaking it to make it better for esports. That's and what that's it seems cool. like. That's, that's really cool of them. But it still, it still begs the question for me of, like, what does a Rainbow Six Siege 2 look like? Yeah. When, when do they draw that distinction and you know go further with it where do they shit the bed i almost yeah. feel like the only place for them to take the rainbow six franchise period would be to just leave siege ongoing for multiplayer and then actually make a single player rainbow, like six. rainbow six yeah that'd like be interesting used to have vegas three or whatnot yeah that'd be cool or like uh some i mean it'd just be like it'd just be ghost recon like open world rainbow six Something like that would be kind of crazy where you get missions that are like, oh, like your team, like you have like tuned operators that you and your friends like put together and like you get to go to like rescue hostages. And yada, yeah, yada. I want to take Tachanka out in the jungles of Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough about Rainbow Six. All right. Best use to VR. Uh, I chose Firewall Zero Hour because that's one of like the only VR games I played this year, but yeah. it's also... Uh, Rainbow Six in VR, <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's rad. And if you have a PSVR, you should buy it. And if you don't have a PSVR, you should buy one just to play this because it's really fucking cool. I would like to play more of it. Yeah, um, for sure. I know they added a bunch of shit lately. I think yeah. too. So they've been supporting the game well. So and that's that's a Sony first party. So just, that's not going to be. I'm just else. having a really hard time peeling myself away from my PC. Yeah, I want to play everything on PC. Although I just saw that Far Cry Five is twenty dollars on. Uh, PS4 and Xbox. Yeah, so it's uh, only twenty three or four on Steam right now. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll get it on PC and I won't play any of my consoles ever again. (laughs) Who needs consoles, anyways? My best use of VR went to Astrobot Rescue Mission. I Um, had a feeling it would be that or Tetris. Yeah. So Astrobot is just the most fully realized. Like Tetris, I think is great with or without VR um in the end you know several weeks out yeah but astrobot is just an experience that would not exist properly in a non-vr setting like i don't think the ingenuity of what they did would translate well okay in in a in a game where you're not in the space and participating in like changing the perspective with your own head and that type of thing. So I think, honestly, Astrobot is one of those things that I think pushed a lot of people to pick up a PSVR this holiday season. And I think uh, anybody who did that is probably not disappointed. Like, it's it's quite a game. So yeah. 
Did you ever try Tetris Effect? Yeah. No, I did play That's Tetris cool. Effect in VR. I finished the whole journey mode in mm. VR. And, and uh, promptly had an orgasm. <laughs> several times. But, no, it's... It's the only way he's able to multiple <laughs> orgasm is actually playing Tetris in VR. It's pretty impressive. The, the thing about it is, like, the game of Tetris is so engrossing that, like, the world around you doesn't really matter fades away essentially yeah. uh if you if you get into tex- uh, texas tetris effect properly the texas effect <laughs> is a whole different game <laughs> but it's uh, a very big deal like i think tetris effect is just as effective <clears throat> if as, you as texas no if you use a good pair of headphones rather than vr I honestly so yeah. or a good sound system so uh that's why it's not best VR game for me, but you mm-hmm. know. So right on. Brian, you don't have any, right? Um no, because I don't think I actually bought a new VR game. The best this year. use of VR for Brian was the money he got from selling his Oculus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sold my Oculus. I'm out of the VR game for a little while. You almost sold it to me, but then I was yep. like, I shouldn't buy another VR headset because I'm an idiot. Because um, although I would be really impressed if you could figure out how to wear two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you put the Oculus on first, and then you put the PSVR over yeah. that because yeah. the Oculus has front cameras too, doesn't it? Although some sort? the PSVR uh, might crush the the Rift. Ah. No, the Oculus doesn't have front cameras. Okay. The Vive. Oh, does. oh, the Vive has them. Okay. Yeah. It's like a f- fucking Sonic and Knuckles Sega Genesis <laughs> bolt together <laughs> bullshit. It's like a VR 32X or something. <laughs> yeah. You're you're in virtual virtual reality. <laughs> That's it. So there, there was a sidetrack, but there was a thing on Reddit today with the new motion tracking gloves. I forget who makes them, uh, but they are these gloves that track your joints like individually essentially that's and awesome. somebody in the reddit comments was like you're getting close to being able to play doom on a computer in vr i thought valve <laughs> was working on those they might it might have been a code uh, development the, the HTC Vive. but this looked like a different person oh, okay. like a like a third party that is making them mm. and you can use them with oculus or vive oh, nice. or you know that would so. be cool but I don't know that that might not be true. The cost, like you could, I think well, you could Sony, pre-order, and it I was like Sony was working bucks. on their own set of like gloves of sorts too. They had patents that showed like the tracking orbs on a glove, yeah. but honestly, if they're still using the PlayStation camera, then it's not going to be good, and don't do it. Yeah, but wouldn't you love to have those orbs on your hands? <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty good. It'd be like in uh, Beetlejuice when uh, Alec Baldwin puts his eyes on his fingers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. Uh, best indie. Should we say it? One, one two, three? I, I have a different one. Oh. oh, okay. But go ahead. That's disappointing. Well, I mean, th- I wanted, a lot of the these games I- count as indie games. And yeah. I, I, I tried feel like to this pick- is like the quintessential indie game of the year. I tried to pick different stuff, too, because I'm sure the best indie that you chose is probably the same as some of my other categories. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Well, so I picked Donut County. So no, that's not my best okay. indie. Well, Brian and I had the right choice. And no. But Yours but Donut, Donut County's on my list, and we'll find out where. Okay, that's fair. No, it, there there were a lot of good indies this year, and so figuring out how to sp- spread the love around was was difficult. Yeah. like I had Into the Breach up until I remembered that Donut County came out. Yeah, and um and I had to put Donut County down, but it's just 
a beautiful experience uh super cheap on ios like five bucks or whatever plus you get sticker pack the sticker pack with it so you can text pictures of bk to all your friends Mm -hmm. and uh yeah (laughs) and it's uh it's a delightful game the music is amazing um beautiful art style and a really fun mechanic that i wish there was more of i'm not going to download whole io or whatever the fuck it is that stole it from him so yeah um Brian, any other words on Donut County? It was just fun and funny and relaxing. Yeah. And, yeah, looked cool, sounded cool. Some of the best writing. Yeah, it was It was just really clever, and I feel like it fits best in this category because it's basically done by one person, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like, it doesn't get more indie than that, in my yeah. opinion. Cool. Very true. So, my best indie... Uh, is a game that came out of early access in 2018 and it's ghost of a tale. And it was that mouse game on Xbox early yeah. access uh. and PC. Um, I, I have not played the final version yet, but I just, it is such a beautiful game considering it was literally made by like three people. It's incredible to see how awesome that game looks. Mm. And on top of that, the gameplay is just it's different because it's not an action game per se it's it's very much like a stealth uh like metal gear solid stealth but you're playing as a mouse in medieval times yeah and it's it's very like martin the warrior and red wall and all that good stuff which is right Moss. up your alley yeah and so i dig it and i just think it, it needs more recognition because i feel like nobody's talking about it they at, did at mention all. it on the giant bomb it's game just of the such year a fucking cool so. game and i think if you get the chance to pick it up I highly recommend it. I again, I, I haven't played the final version. I'm assuming it, it's only bigger and better. Yeah, because I remember beating the early access version, at least getting to what they considered the end point at that at that time, and being sorely disappointed that there wasn't more to play, because it, they created such a really such a cool world. Uh, there's a costume system where you can change out outfits to like influence different characters. Like you run into this pirate frog, and the only way you can actually like. Uh, get him to give you information is to find the pirate costume pieces and put them on and actually talk to him as a pirate so that he will because he can't really recognize you until you put the costume on he's like ah there's my captain and then like (laughs) you know things like that you put on different outfits to influence different characters i think that's really cool uh the hide and seek mechanisms are like really cool uh you know like hiding into different barrels and treasure chests and everything to get away from like the you know the rats that are hunting you down whenever they see you it's just a it's you know it's a great, great little platformer, and it's beautiful. And again, it's it's made by like three or four people, maybe. And it's like that to me. Seeing what three or four people are capable of doing, and the fact that we can't do that, like, <laughs> is a little bit discouraging. But it's also it's also a little uh, exciting that like maybe one day if we can get our shit together, we can make a fucking game. You yeah. Know? So that's uh, that's my best indie, uh, most infuri- infuriatingly fun game. I went with Mario Party, Super Mario Party. Because uh, it's Super Mario Party. Yeah, like that. In, infuriatingly fun is basically the logline for a Mario Party game. But no, uh, I've played a handful of rounds, mostly with Nicole, and I have lost more of them than I should have because of how <laughs> Mario Party works. And uh, But I'm okay with that because it was a good time. and uh, But also, it's horrible. Yeah. Brian? <laughs> Um, I kind of went with two things. Okay. Sorry. Couldn't right. get the fuck out of here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, well, dead cells. I, 
I think that I might have put Dead Cells on my game of the year list last year because I had it in early access, but I don't know. I for did sure. too. I don't think you did actually, but I'll double check. But real quick. um, anyways, Dead Cells like is is fun. Like I just want to keep playing it even when I fail, but I fail a lot and I fail spectacularly, and and it's infuriating for sure. Just, well, yeah, because you just you get in the flow of yeah, of like, and then you're like going fast, and you make one wrong, stupid move, or you just and then you, you lose everything, misinterpret an enemy's yeah. tell, and then you're fucked. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the game really, it's really good at making you overconfident. I feel yeah, like you get used to it. Like you said, you get in a groove, and you feel like you're fine. Well, yeah, like, like you once, can't be taken down. Once you get through like the first two levels, and you get to that like shanty town, like yeah, fuck that place, yeah. man. Yeah, I like, can't even get as far as you guys have gotten. Like, oh, I'm that man. bad at it. That like, well, that's the thing is you got to get past the first boss to get to that spot, and then once you get to that spot, it's just all bets. If you can actually get past the first boss without a ton of help. Good on you, because that dude's fucking hard. But if you get to that shanty town, all the enemies are fucking assholes. Every <laughs> yeah. single one of them. Every yep. step you take, every like the it's dude just, who shoots the cannonball. This is like the worst version of that sting song. Like every fucking step you take, <laughs> they just ruin your fucking life, and you're dead, and it's awful. Oh man! Every step you take, I'll be fucking you. <laughs> With the cannonball, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, those cannonballs fucking suck, man. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no. So, uh, what's what's your second one? You had this two. is an yeah. honorable mention, I guess. In this category is specifically the gambit mode that was added <laughs> in Forsaken for Destiny Two because it is it is so much fun. But man, I don't think I've ever gotten more pissed off at a multiplayer mode ever and more consistently. It's just like constant. It's just a constant stream of obscenities from my mouth when I play that. But is but it, it because, is so rewarding? Is it the, because it's of so the, fun? The gameplay itself, or is it because of the people you're playing with, or like what uh, makes it's it so infuriating? all of that? Like yeah. playing with random people in that mode can be the worst. Like you really, it's a real team effort, and the catch up mechanics in it can make it to where you really think you're gonna win. And there's no way you can lose, and you somehow fucking lose. Well, and it's yeah, like the sway factor is so big yeah, on it that yeah. it could be anybody's game the whole time, essentially. Exactly, right? and that also makes it amazing when you're like making a huge comeback on another team. Um, and the invasion mechanic is probably what makes it the most infuriating <laughs> and fun at the same time. Yeah, is just like going in, like invading someone at just the wrong moment for them. In the right moment for you and like just Nova decimating their, their team. entire team. <laughs> Especially when like when you're in uh when you're fighting the primeval, like the boss for the round, if you invade like if they're fighting if your opposing team is fighting a primeval and you invade them, every guardian kill. you kill heals the primeval. And yeah. that is extremely infuriating. <laughs> That's pretty but good. But yeah, it's it's such a good mode and I wish you guys would have experienced it this year. I maybe, mean, I could maybe someday, still, but yeah. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but probably not. <laughs> uh my most infuriatingly fun game is Donut County and that's cuz there's not enough of it. Yeah. I it Fair made enough. like I got done playing it and I was like I was like god, I just want more of this. Like yeah. 
that's it's funny because like I feel like the way about a lot of these indie games, like you get to a point where like they just didn't because they didn't have a big enough budget to like give you more. Mm-hmm. And I really hope uh, they come out with a puzzle mode or something to like extend the life of this. Yeah, you know, just to give me more of a donut, reason to play. Donut holes. Comes yeah, out yeah, sure. Five years from now. Yeah, whole county, <laughs> donut hole county. I don't donut, know. Donut anything. donut world. Yeah, donut 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 state and then donut country. Yeah, and then donut world. <laughs> Donut, <laughs> donut, donut solar system. Yep, keep going. What else you got? D- donut galaxy, <laughs> donut universe. Oh man, donut parallel universe. Donut multiverse. Yeah, I know that's kind of a. Get on it, Ben. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, I think it's Ben. Ben Esposito. Uh, Esposito. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, most infuriating game. Brian, you can go first. Just straight infuriating. Well, I still enjoyed the game, but I didn't put it in infuriatingly fun because that category is already <laughs> crowded. <laughs> and and the times that I was getting infuriated in this game were not fun to me. But uh, I'm gonna say Shadow of the Colossus, and I'm counting okay. that as a 2018 game. No, because, it's you know it's yeah. a remake. I know it's very true to the original, mm-hmm. but but it also feels man, like a new game. It's like the things that are infuriating about it are just the same things that were probably infuriating about it whenever it came out. Yeah. Um, that damn horse, man. <laughs> it's just like, I understand horses are supposed to have a mind of their own, but it's still ridiculous. And just wandering around that stupid map. It's like a beautiful map, but like, really, convoluted. I would have preferred a little more direction and a yeah. little, yeah, and a, lo- a lot less like retreading of the same ground um the boss fights like most of them to me actually weren't infuriating that was like the part i enjoyed the most but uh there were some that were like the last boss i just kept falling yeah so often and it was so fucking infuriating (laughs) because i just wanted to see the end at that point and at least the end was good yeah so that was cool um but yeah, that's that for me. Yeah, Alex. Uh, so I didn't play this game. I'm infuriated at the fact that it exists, and that would be Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> <laughs> I played the loading screen and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I played the demo and decided I would never play the game. I played a tiny, tiny bit of the beta, but it doesn't beta, even really count. Sorry, and and it just should not be a thing. And that infuriates me that it is it just looked like everything that i would never want out of a game (laughs) (laughs) what a fucking pull quote it didn't look anything like a metal gear game at least what i understand is a metal gear game the idea of having co-op in the fox engine is so intoxicating if they threw co-op into metal gear 5 i would have been all about it yeah that would have been great but instead they have this like Stupid survival mechanic Ugh. bullshit. Yeah, and everything just looked cheesy. And, like, it's, like, the worst part of... I don't know, I can't even want to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's not for me. Yep. That's all I have to say on it. I put my most infuriating game as uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Um, because I bought it, and I feel like we never play it. <laughs> <laughs> we have played it. You haven't played it. No, I have. I played. I I played a lot of Blackout by myself. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> um, I like Blackout. 
and I tried playing the multiplayer, but I feel like it is it takes zero skill. Like the it like not and that's I'm not not that I'm doing very I do well I do well in the multiplayer because I don't I do terrible. But yeah. I feel like it's literally like I just I don't understand like I don't understand the mechanics of the guns like how what how much damage do they really do like it. You Are know, you throwing your grenade when the round starts? Because you should be. Do you have the, the uh, fucking nine bang? Like, nine fuck bang, that yeah. thing. That's the most bullshit weapon ever introduced in any game all throughout time. Yeah, they took that out of Blackout, which is yeah. great. It's terrible. Blackout's a lot of fun. I wish they would have just sold Blackout separately, and I probably wouldn't have bothered buying the rest of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Isn't that what they're doing? You well, can get the multiplayer of. and the... Uh, everything but zombies for forty dollars. Yeah, but maybe, only on maybe, PC. Maybe thirty, but only on PC. It's called the Battle Edition. It's, I think it's thirty until like January. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also would have been cool because I have no interest in zombies mode. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Right on. Um, best example of an all-around good game. I put Spider-Man here because honestly, it is the full package in my opinion. I think it's got great gameplay. I think it's got beautiful graphics. I think it's got fantastic writing. It's got fantastic acting. I think everything about it is good. Like, I have close to no complaints about it. So, I think for this, to me, it it, it should take this category. But Are you going to cry about it? No. You look like you're going to tear up. Maybe later. Pour some okay. out for Stanley. Yeah. Brian, what about you? Um, I think maybe if I had played more Spider-Man, I might consider it for this category. But, I mean, for me, it was uh, Forza Horizon 4, just because as an overall package, I just feel like they do such a good job. Like, I mean, you get an awesome game you can play by yourself. You get great multiplayer support in multiple facets like you can play you know, with just your friends, except now they have like the, the open world experience where there's other people driving around too, but they can't ruin your fun, which is great. Um, but, uh, I mean like, yeah, great graphics, great sound runs great, like has awesome PC options too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I like the fact that it, it has so much to offer in one package. So I feel like it fits this category. Right on. Um, I chose dead cells for this category mainly because it hit so many marks for me. One, I'm not a big fan of like retro graphics. I love the graphics in dead cells. Uh, the music is awesome. The controls are just really fluid and smooth. Um, it's a perfect game for the switch for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. It's great to pick up. Like it's one of those games that you can literally pick it up and put it down. Like however you want. Like, and it feels rewarding to play it if you're playing it for a minute or for f- five yeah, hours. Exactly. You know? And like, that's like, that's, it's just, it has great, it has great gaming elements to it. And I really like it. And I think everybody should play it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> it's been a long day. Ah. <clears throat> Uh, games I wish I played. I got a whole list, a bunch. I'm gonna start at the top can, here. Should we? Can we do that after the top five? I feel like it might give away our top five. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So we'll do all. T- we'll let's do our top five. Then we'll do honorable mentions. Then we'll 
Duke games okay. we wish we played. That makes All sense. All right. So moving on to the top five. My number five is Fallout 76. I love it. It's in my top five. And nobody's going to change my mind about that. <laughs> All you fucking internet trolls and your stupid YouTube videos can suck my dick. That's all I have to say. All 76 <laughs> inches of it. Millimeters. Yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Brian, I what really about you? I am, sorry. <laughs> what's, what's your number five? Uh, Forza Horizon 4. Because, yeah. I don't need to talk about it anymore. I just okay. talked about it. Yeah, that's right. cool. Alex? My number five is Tetris Effect. Okay. Tetris is number one in any year, but, you know. It has been forever, so well, I'll the, put it at number five. Anytime a Forza Horizon game comes out, it's probably going to end up on my list. That's, yeah, that's fair. But no, uh, Tetris is as close to a perfect game that anybody's ever created, and Tetris Effect somehow improves upon that, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. So I think you should pick it up regardless of whether or not you have VR and play it because it's very good. Uh, my number four is Into the Breach. This is a great game. And it's great on the Switch. It was great on PC. It is great overall. Uh, it belongs on this list because it has some form of replayable value that I have not seen in a long time. And I attribute a lot of that to the fact that it's kind of roped into the narrative that you must replay it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I dig that. And it just, the achievements are like, they're, they're so obtainable, but not. <laughs> and you, so you kind of just keep wanting to keep replaying it and like changing how you tackle different levels and, or, you know, different enemy types and everything. Um, it's, it's a great game. So it's constantly making you reevaluate what you've become attached to. Yeah. You know, like you, you get these pilots or use a team that you become very familiar with and then you want to get the achievements. So you switch up to a new team that you just unlocked. And you have to like relearn how to play the game with that, and yeah. it's always fun to do that. <laughs> and I always find myself hating the new the new team, yeah, the new robots. But Max. then, but then by like the end of the game, like if you've played through a full game with them, then you're kind of like, okay, I actually Does, understand why these are good and, and what situations I would like them in. Yeah, it's been a while since I played, but can't you also make custom teams? You like, can you mix, can and, mix match, and match. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I was doing. It's a little hard though, because like the the balance that they put, like the thought that they put into balancing yeah. the three different mechs or or like player the mm-hmm. people, it like they put a lot of like thought into it. I'm, I'm sure there are achievements for using wild combos of those yeah. too. Yeah. Right on. Next, who's next? Well, Number I went four. with Dead Cells for four. Right on. Anything else to say about it? Not really. I feel yeah. like we've talked about it a lot already. I think that's that's we all love Dead Cells quite, yeah. a, quite yeah. a bit. Alex, my number four is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Really? You yeah. only had it for like a couple weeks. I have, um, but the single player in that game is so much fun. Like I haven't gotten a chance to talk about it with you guys a lot, but the those games to me. Like, I'm not a gigantic fighting game kind of guy. I'm probably more so than either of you guys. But... I don't know, man. Throw me on some tech and tag tournament and then we'll talk. <laughs> there you go. But it's not about that with Smash Brothers for me. It is just the idea of, like, this game is a celebration of everything Nintendo that has ever been. 
Like you can play as Mr. Game and Watch. You can play as the Duck Hunt Dog. <laughs> like it's incredible. And now not only that, but like the Spirits mode, the single player itself, incorporates some of the most deep cuts from other franchises. Like I have the spirit of fucking Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid in the game that you mm. can like use to infuse into your character for different battles to like have different abilities and things like that. Like it's all, it just seems like this love letter to video games that a lot of people don't have the budget or the, 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 um, or the team or the resources in general just to put into, to like make something that honors all of the video games around it. So I think it's a pretty monumental task to like put out a game like this and have a single player to it that is fantastic. And I think they did it. So sweet. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Dead Cells. I don't need to say any more. So about is it. mine. Yeah. I wonder what our game of the year is going to be. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it could be Dead Cells. We'll see. We'll see. Well, what's your number three, Brian? Into the Breach. <laughs> <laughs> It it nudges out Dead Cells in my opinion because it's just more up my alley personally. Yeah, like, you're a big strategy game, dude. Yeah, yeah, and um, I yeah, I just think it like you were talking about with Dead Cells. It's great in small doses and large doses. Yeah, and it's yeah, I love the music and the the graphics. Honestly, even though they are like pretty simple yeah. throwback kind of graphics. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just that whole replayability loop is just incredible. And uh, I wish I had it on Switch, honestly. But I had to buy it right away, and it was only on PC to start. Might be on sale for like 10 bucks right now. I it's, would also worth it. love it on my iPad. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm hoping it'll, that'll it'll happen because they did that with FTL. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, my number two is Hunt Showdown, and I'm putting it there because that game is so fucking exhilarating, <laughs> and I it, there are very few games that have given me the feelings that that game has, and there's just something about literally just sitting in the shadows and ruining someone else's day <laughs> that is so fucking gratifying. It's just It's so good. I, I mean I, I can't count how many times I've spent rounds just literally sitting at the at the at the exit points waiting yeah. for someone to show up just so I can headshot them with my rifle and steal their shit and leave, and that's awesome. It's the only game I actually enjoy being a troll in, like physically in the game being a troll. Rainbow yeah. Six, I'll talk shit all day. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that you have to put some some effort into doing it. It's not like playing a game like Red Dead Online or GTA Online where you can see everyone on the map yeah. and you know where to troll everyone. Yeah. You have to use sound cues and track like, people down. really observe your surroundings yeah. to actually do that. So And I know the game I feel been, like it's fair. It's been through a ton of different like uh updates and it's, things like there's new yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a new map and all kinds it's of been other a long shit time going on. Since we tried it. I didn't yeah. really like to revisit yeah, that. I, I definitely want to revisit it, but I, I think it's a game that it's it's still in early access as far as I know and I think everybody should play it if you got a PC that can run it cuz yeah. it's, it's it's beautiful. It's definitely it's, taxing for sure. It's a shitload of fun. It just fucking up someone's day is so good <laughs> it's just so good i i did oh, basically i only 
left that out of my list because I want to see how it evolves before yeah. and where it ends up before I put it For on sure. there. Like if I had mentioned Dead Cells last year, I, I had a pretty good idea that the, the game would be like that when it was done. Yeah. yeah. Based on how they were developing it. And I seem to be correct on that. Right on. What's your number two? God of War. Mine God too. War. Yeah, this was a tough one for me between one and two, honestly. But, we're uh, both going to pick Red Dead. No, you're not going to pick Red Dead. You're going to pick Spider-Man. And you're yeah, gonna pick Red that's Dead. right. Shit. Or maybe not. I don't know. He's making a weird face. He looks like he's going to talk about God of War. Yeah. God of War, it, it was a game that I wasn't even really that interested in before it came out. Me too. And like, kind of like as the hype built, was building and there wasn't much, I feel like there wasn't anything else I wanted to play right around then. March-ish. Yeah. So I picked it up or and April. I was very pleasantly surprised that it is just one of the best built games I think I've played, at least in recent memory. Um, probably since like Horizon Zero Dawn for me personally, where it's just like things work and they make sense and it's fun and it's everything about it's slick and the story's interesting pretty much the whole way. Like I didn't feel like it dragged really yeah. at any point. It did. It, it lasted longer than I expected, but that's not really something to complain about in, in regards to this game. Yeah. It, it was more like I wanted it to be done at some point only because I wanted to play other games, yeah. not because it was getting boring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome game. It's a game that could have ridden the franchise coattails and not been anything special and still made a lot of money, but, I feel like they put some care into what they wanted to do with the franchise next. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated that. Cause as you said, this is not a game that I was like excited for. It wasn't something that I, um, f knew going into would be one of my favorite games of the year, but it's just so technically, uh, proficient and, and just, perfectly paced and the the gameplay of it all like all the systems in it are well thought out um the fact that like i didn't even know how to play it well at first but eventually found like a way that the combat worked for me like all of all of the work that they put into crafting the experience i feel like really shines through and is pretty um just very very finely put together and and well thought out and i think for that it deserves to be at least number two if not better so god of war was great well it's my number one <laughs> which i said would be on the last episode yeah um basically everything you guys said I, I, although i i it's not that i wasn't like excited for it necessarily but um because i kind of was it it was getting such good reviews. Like I want, I definitely wanted to play it at that point, but I'm, I'm also a fan of the series. I like, I like the lore in the game. Um, the twist ending was dope too, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, yeah, it's just everything about, it was perfect. I mean, it was, there was, there's literally nothing wrong with that game in my opinion. Yeah. Um, 
even I don't remember. I think it was maybe Kotaku was talking about it, uh, split screen, and that um, I can't remember the character's name now because it's been a while since I. I yeah, okay, I should say I actually beat this game. That's why I think my number one <laughs> you should beat be it before a, us. A number one should be a game I've actually beaten. Yeah. I think that's important. Um, <laughs> I, but yeah, I can't remember a lot of the characters' names right now. But the the head that you carry Mimir. around, yeah, oh, Mimir. He's he, a good character. Kotaku said something along the lines of. Uh, that he's a character that normally like you would or in in any other instance would most likely be done poorly but mm-hmm. he's done perfectly he's like perfectly implemented in the game uh his dialogue's great all the dialogue's great well acted throughout it's a it's just a it's an all-around great game it's it would have it could have also fallen under my uh, uh best example of an all-around good game but it's an all-around great game it's it's phenomenal um it's beautiful. It's it's massive. It's uh, expansive. It feels like I still want to go back and play New Game Plus mode. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot going on in that game that I still. I mean, just getting mixed up. My whole that fucking axe is yeah. just uh, so yeah. satisfying. It really is. Well, yeah, the other weapon too. Yeah, <laughs> but especially the axe. Like the axe, just like I don't know. I've never felt that way about an axe in a video game. Well, they're usually and, slow and like, you know. Th- luckily, this was like, you know, it's yeah, it's an it's an axe. It's not a hatchet, I suppose. It's bigger than that, but it's not like a full on battle axe. You know, it's like somewhere in between. But it it has this like, the sounds it makes. Yeah. Like the sound design was so good. Like the sound it makes when it's like embedding itself in a rock, mm-hmm. and then when you pull it out and have it sling back, and just the ability to throw it, and then pull it back through enemies yep. and just implement like those little things like that are just perfect. Speaking of sound, Kratos's voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. That guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to hang out with that. Dude. I just want to hear, I literally just want to hear him like read Shakespeare or something. <laughs> just like, anything like an yeah. infomercial or something. <laughs> an obituary. Just read it like a handful of the obituary. Yeah. The phone book, anything. Any anything he wants to read, I'll listen to it. But yeah, it's a God of War is a fantastic game. If you haven't played it yet, you should definitely consider checking that out. That's my number one. Yeah, Brian. I I had to go with Red Dead. I knew you would. Just because. I mean, yeah, it has its flaws for sure, but it's just like it creates such a like such a world and such a feeling to it. Like, and the story I found genuinely enjoyable for the most part, like, and the main character was way more enjoyable than I expected. Like, I like him more than John Marston personally, like Arthur's cool. And I cared about him more and what happened to him. But, um, yeah, it just, the world was just enthralling to me. And like, I was obsessed with playing this game. Like, I haven't been obsessed with any game in a long time. Probably since, like, probably The Witcher 3. But, um, yeah. And I love Western stuff and just the music and the sound and everything was just perfect. But, yeah, it definitely had its dull moments. There's definitely a little too much horse riding. The controls can be a bitch sometimes. Hitting rocks with your horse can be a huge bitch. But whatever. All worth it in the end. I think 
yeah it was my most overall my most enjoyable experience gaming this year so that's why it's there cool all right alex my number one is spider-man yeah it's just one of the best games that i have ever played period he's crying i'm not crying but it did make me cry (laughs) and it was one of the few games this year to do that um no, I don't know that I have a whole lot more to say about it, but the fact that I've only, like, never did I ever think that I would care about the story in a Spider-Man game, and it's honestly the best story that I've experienced in a game this year, let alone being one of the best Spider-Man stories Yeah. Um. That that I've witnessed in terms of movies or shows or comics, although I haven't read that many Spider-Man comics, but it just subverted expectations. Sorry, Siri's talking to me. Um, it subverted expectations that I didn't know that I had. Like you feel like you know the story of Spider-Man from the three reboots that have occurred in the <laughs> right. cinematic world and, and comics the and comics and the the repeated tv show like cartoons that have come out and the fact that this one takes such an interesting approach at being like eight years into peter's life as spider-man mm-hmm. and and uh and and it looks at the villains that are typically played with and changes the way that you perceive them and the things that they do like it's just it's put together by people who know what to do in order to play with your spider-man expectations and i think they did a fantastic job and uh and i think it's the best game that i played this year right on yeah uh honorable mentions i have three i'm gonna go with red dead 2 sea of thieves and pokemon let's go um, Red Dead 2 and Sea of Thieves are two games that I think are amazing for what they are, but I really wish I spent more time with them. Um, Again, I didn't play a lot of games this year. I had a very busy year outside of gaming, which sucked, but um, hopefully 2019 will be better. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Red Dead 2 and Sea of Thieves are, are awesome, and Pokemon Let's Go is... A great nostalgic punch in the gut yeah. that uh, I'm happy I have and can play at you know whenever I want and uh, it's beautiful and it, yeah it's on Switch so I can take it anywhere I go. It's gonna go with me on, on the, the cruise. Pokemon Go. Yep, I'm gonna take it on the boat for the nice. next week. So cool. those, those are my honorable mentions. Brian, um, I feel like I'm just gonna. Im- just add sea of thieves that wasn't really on my list but okay (laughs) like i i wouldn't it didn't enthrall me in the way i expected it to or for as long as i expected it to but the mechanics of it are definitely notable and it was a blast playing with you guys when we could actually line it up and play yeah Yeah. for sure it's just not an enjoyable game to play with strangers in my opinion Yeah. yeah and uh so i didn't really play it as much as i had hoped um, Shadow of the Colossus I am going to mention because ov- as an overall experience it was one worth having for sure infuriating or not <laughs> um, it was definitely beautiful it was a I just I liked how 
minimal the storytelling was minimal minimalist but it was still really cool and like the the boss fights were amazing and i i can't believe that they actually they made those back in the day and yeah. how many years ago uh over over 10 i would think I, yeah. just mechanically speaking like i can't Probably believe 15 they years ago pulled that off yeah that's pretty crazy um I mean, and it, it ran part, at 15 frames a second sometimes, but it certainly yeah. existed in a very similar fashion. So. Yeah, I actually played it in the downgraded graphic setting, so it would play <laughs> at 60 frames, okay, like the 1080p, yeah. and that was really nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those those encounters were just so imaginative and fun mm-hmm. and infuriating. <laughs> um, and then... This isn't a full game, but I am going to give a shout out to Destiny 2's Forsaken because it really changed the game for me and made me actually really enjoy it again or enjoy it, period. Like, I am not disappointed in pretty much any facet of Forsaken. Like, it's it's the best version of a Destiny game that's been around, like, even more so than, like, Taken King era of, of D1, I feel. Awesome. So that's cool. Cool. Hey, Alex? Uh, Into the Breach. Is that my honorable mentions? Everything we've said before is true. It's a very good game. I'm just not... Um, I don't know. It was one that I wish I'd spent more time with, but I didn't because of the fact that I wanted to play more games. So, yeah. And, you know, I could have probably played more of it than I did Dead Cells, and it would have ended up on the list, but it didn't. Uh, Astrobot. I have not finished Astrobot, but I really wish I did, and and I think it's something that uh, could have ended up in like a number five slot. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, as Brian said, it's it's one of my favorite games of all time, and this version of it feels like the best version of it. Like, there's no reason to go back to the PlayStation Two version, in my opinion, or the PS3 version. Um. So it's really awesome that they made that treatment for it but yeah that's pretty much everything that i had there were a few other things that i had played this year that like maybe could have ended up on the list but it's nothing nothing that i felt too disappointed i'm red dead 2 is great but it's just not my bag and so i kind of did not end up anywhere on my superlatives or list but i don't begrudge anybody that loves it because i think it is great it's just not for me so right on that's what these top fives are about that's why we don't have one unified top five yeah we did uh we did get a top five from gladish as we uh have been recording here he uh he wrote us and said number five shadow of the colossus number four detroit become human number three shadow of the tomb raider which is surprising to me that was one I considered for biggest letdown, actually. Uh, number two is A Way Out. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I was surprised that's, you didn't play that That's my game. best couch co-op. Yeah. Is well, a it's way not out. a couch co-op. <laughs> it can, you're not on the it, same couch. It can be. It might as well be, you know. Yeah. Fuck. Um, I completely forgot about that. That is that is a fantastic I game. remember fondly that experience that you guys had that I wish I had had. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, And then his number one is also Red Dead 2, so. But, yeah, no, it's a good list. There are a lot of good games this year. Yeah, man. Yeah. There are a lot of good games. So so uh, many that we couldn't play them all. Yes. 
<laughs> and then after that, we need to decide what our podcast game of the year is. I'm just going to do mine real quick here, but I want to say the first two games are games I did actually play. Well, three games, actually, that I did actually play, but I didn't play enough of. Spider-Man, hmm. I just started to get into. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I didn't get to play more than maybe a quarter of it. Um, Fallout 76, I just got today. And, uh, okay. Beyond that, I didn't play these games at all, and I really wish I would have. Return of the Obra Dinn, Subnautica, A Way Out, Below, Ashen, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <laughs> and Frostpunk. Yeah. Um, I wish I had played some Battletech. I heard great things about Battletech. <sighs> yeah, I'd add that to my list, too. I wish I played Mega Man 11, because I like Mega Man games, and I just did not try that one out. Uh, I just bought Return of the Obra Dinn, and I'm looking forward to playing it, but I wish I had played it sooner, because it probably would have ended up somewhere in here. I feel like it might have ended up on my list, just based of what, on what I've heard. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit of Below, not as much as I was expecting to have played by now, um, but... Below expectations, perhaps? It's a little below my expectations, which I'm a little bummed about, but we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> and then uh, also A Way Out is just something that I wish I would have been able to play, but I haven't. Well, I haven't played it yet. Right. You guys should Same. play it together, for sure. Yeah, I was going to play through it... W- it with uh, Gladish, but it's like I feel like I should play through it with someone that hasn't played it. Yeah, yeah, it's so. probably yeah. That's that's fair. That we, makes we sense. could get a physical copy for super cheap because they actually sell those. Yeah, I also and think then, uh, yeah, Gojo and Nick need to play it if they haven't. Yeah, like the two of them together specifically. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. That'd be fun to live stream that do. shit. That would be <laughs> fucking great. Yeah, uh, games I wish I played: Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mario Party, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, Far Cry 5, Battletech, Pillars of Eternity 2, Divinity Original Sin 2, and Oberdin. Yeah. Um, all games, like, there's a lot of RPG going on in there. Um, but, yeah, uh, I th- man, I just, there's so many good games. I had zero time this year. It really yeah. sucks. Uh, especially, if, I'm, I'm really disappointed in myself for not getting Far Cry 5. Uh, but I will most likely pick it up now that I know it's cheap. So... I don't think you should be that disappointed. You don't, because you don't like Far Cry, but I dig it. That's fine. I think Far Cry 2 is uh, one of the free games on Xbox Live this month, too, coming up. That's cool. That's uh, that's basically like everyone's, like the series favorite, I think, is Far Cry 2. A lot of people really like it. I couldn't get into it. I liked 3. 3 was great. Um, yeah, so game of the year. What are we? What are we saying? So I I feel like we've got a few potentials in in God of War, Dead Cells, and Into the Breach. Those are the three that I think are something we could all agree on. Are there any that you guys think could also hang on that list? No, I, I think those are three solid contenders. I think do if we're going off the numbers, God of War takes that cake. Yeah, well, it was two for both of two, us, two, right? One. one for him. Yeah. I'd say that's, yeah. Well, I'm I mean, we could be that. political about it, too, and just kind of be like, all right, God, God, God of War got Game of the Year at the Game Awards, and therefore, do we want to... Well, I we... had totally forgotten about that, to be honest. So <laughs> we we really call care. it our... our uh, it, it'll be our, our top tier uh, 
what Tri- you, triple tri- a triple a uh game of the year is god of war and our indie game of the year is what so it's either dead cells or into the breach because I think it, I think it's worthwhile to actually differentiate between those two things because yeah. of the fact that like you've got a huge budget studio putting money and yeah. w- and manpower behind an amazing title which clearly paid off, and then you've got these smaller studios that are doing fucking great things with like small with a smaller amount of resources. Yeah, so I guess I would go with Dead Cells. I would also go with Dead Cells. I honestly could be happy with either of them, but yeah, I personally but would go with Dead I Cells. I feel like if we were all deciding together, Dead yeah. Cells seems like the the best way to go. Yeah. And that is like a good example of a small company too. Isn't that the company that where there's like no bosses and they just literally everybody makes the same amount yeah. of money, I think, too. I totally behind that. Yeah. Socialists. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh yeah, no. I could I would be I'm happy with both of those choices. Yeah, I think I think both of those those two games I I spent a lot of time playing both of those games this year. In, in between Rainbow Six rounds. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the game of the year is Rainbow Six, all right. <laughs> Always. Yep. <laughs> all day, every it's day. Decided. So God of War Triple A, Dead Cells Indie. And uh yeah, I think that's a good those two those two games, purchasing that for full retail price at what eighty five dollars or whatever it would be. That's a lot of uh play value. That is a lot of a lot of good game for eighty five dollars, but you can probably get it for even less than that right now. So right on. And I think it's worth it. Um so our next episode is our hundredth episode. Yeah. We never thought we'd make it this far. We have literally not talked about anything <laughs> we want to do for it. But I have a couple of ideas that I'm gonna just throw out there right All quick. All right. Uh, I I would love for our listeners to write in and tell us some of their favorite moments. I think would be really cool of the podcast. And if you want to record it instead and send us like an MP3, we'll play it live. Yeah, that would be great. Voice memo on your phone. I second that with your high quality audio. Yeah, if you have access to high quality audio, which most smartphone microphones are not yeah, they're pretty good as long as you're not like in a mall or something. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I'd be down for that sort of thing. Tell us your favorite moments or ask us questions that you want to know the answers to. Uh, you know, they can be about as games or specific about or personal or yeah. however you want it. Let's do it. I don't care. I, I'm an open book. I don't give a fuck. Plus, we could just not answer. Yeah. Just be like, that's too personal. Should we measure Brian's mouth on air? Yes, I think that's a good one. Okay. Um, Is, am I going to eat food live? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see we're gonna how gonna many... We're going to get you one of those turkey legs from the Renaissance <laughs> Festival. <laughs> <laughs> and make you put the whole thing in your mouth. Yeah, we're going to stream for as long as it takes for you to eat the entire thing. <laughs> well, in that case, we should probably have some sort of live donation thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, for, for like the microstomia foundation or something <laughs> like that. We are not affiliated with that. Not yet. Oh <laughs> man, we're gonna found it. Yeah, we're gonna start that shit for people with tiny mouths. Big futures for tiny mouths. Something along those lines. All yeah, right. I don't know. What do you have any you other? I, that's all. I, that's all I kind of had off the top of my head. I don't know if you guys have any other ideas of what we should do, but. No, I mean, uh, there's been some rumblings about doing like a charity live stream, but I think that will take some some time, and that will probably be later. Organization, so that'll come later, and it probably won't be our our hundredth. But um, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to, 
you know, getting together earlier than usual and actually playing some games on stream or something like yeah, that too. Some Jackbox. I think that'd be fun. Um, Ooh, we should play Jackbox with people. That'd be great. That we would will be play great. 100 seconds of a game live. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it, though. Uh, Just that's 100 a little, seconds. That's a little too, too much. Um, but, yeah, so I think at this point we'd probably be looking uh, – Somewhere around the 13th of January. So if uh, if people want to try and coordinate and plan to watch us, we'd probably be looking at the uh, somewhere midday, like 3 p.m. Eastern on January 13th, which is a Sunday. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll have that. Um, so right now we'll put that in the books. If you want to come watch us live and hang out in uh, either the Discord or the Twitch chat or wherever. That's um, right. Clear your schedules. And if you can't, you can always email in questions and things to us. Yes. Yeah. So either way you want to do it, that would be great. Or if you want to send in a a voice message and then also come hang out and see what we say about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do it all. And we'll see what we play in the meantime. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about that too. Yeah. So if you want to follow us on social media or listen or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNews.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at Midwest Game Nerds. I'm sorry, at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. That is the same email address. You can send your voice memos or other questions and things that you want to ask us about uh, on the, for our 100th episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. That's the biggest thing. Please rate and review us on iTunes and wherever else you listen to or get your podcast. Specifically iTunes, I think, because they have like they're basically like the metric, like, yeah, the the system that most uh, uh, ratings go off of. Anyways, so I did want to say thank you to our our patrons. Uh, yes, thank you the, guys very much. The November donations went to. Um, the Hemophilia Foundation of Michigan, in honor of uh, one of, one of Willie's good buddies, uh, well, Snake Pliskin is what it was technically donated to, but his name was Corby. He was a cool guy, and uh, yeah, so you know, right on. We we're not we're not taking your money just to be greedy. We also help people sometimes too. We don't want to be greedy with it, anyways. Yeah. So, but yeah, we appreciate our patrons very much, uh, and yeah, so look forward to that hundredth episode. It is coming up in about two weeks. And we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Peace.